There's a bug in here. I hope bugs die. That's it. That's how we're starting, okay? Am I a scientist? Yes. I am. Do I hope that all mosquitoes, all flies, all gnats, all spiders, all beetles, all stink bugs, all anything else you could think of that has six legs, eight legs, 12 legs, anything above four legs, even if it's a five-legged cat, dead. Dead. Right, now, does that mean all everything else in the world will die? Yes. But will I live the last year, maybe two years, in absolute bliss? You're damn right I will. You're damn right I will. So, that's not the point though. This is the state of the universe. If you're not on the video, and you don't see the sign behind me in the studio here, then maybe you didn't know that. Maybe you thought I was just a dude who talked about genocide, speciocide. That's not what I do though. I just talk about that like 15% of the time. Welcome to the new week. It's a new week. It's a new time. What are you guys working on? Everyone's got shit they're working on. You know, isn't that amazing that you guys are listening to this? And this is me, like me, working on some stuff. I'm working on producing the best show ever created. It's amazing how much we're climbing. Climbing, setting records, getting higher than we've ever been. Meanwhile, meanwhile, all of you listeners out there are doing whatever the hell you're doing. I get a lot of emails. I get a lot of... Um, you know, like uh, correspondences, we'll call them, as if we're 70 years old, we'll call them correspondences. And a lot of them, I notice, are from .edu email addresses. Now, why is that important? Why is that cool? Brendan, why does it matter? Oh, uh, .edu, what does that mean? What does that mean? What's .edu? It's not Hotmail, it's not Gmail, what is it? It's from a university. So what does that mean? That means all of you people are out there, and you're working on your own shit. It might not be physics, it might not be astronomy, it might not be biology, it might not be science, it might not be history, it could be whatever it is. But you tune in here, and that's pretty cool. And I appreciate that. Welcome to the new week. New show, new episode, new week. I prowl. I do this thing, this is my daily routine. My daily routine, I wake up bright and early in the a.m. Not really. So it depends on the day. I wake up early in the in the beginning of the week, and then the time I wake up slowly climbs towards the end. It climbs. Want to know why? Lazy. Just lazy. Actually, I think I do more podcast production at the end of the week, which causes me to stay up later, which causes me to sleep in longer. But that's not the point. The point is, I prowl the science websites. I have a few bookmarked every morning. I go on there. I find the big stories. I think... Brendan, is this something we could talk about? Should we get a guest to talk about this? Is this something people are interested in? I look at the hot topics of the day, of the week, of the month, whatever. What what do people care about? And we got to address that thing, those things. Over the last two months, I've noticed something interesting. And I haven't touched the subject yet, but it's been everywhere. Honestly, it's been like on par with like climate science. And I try not to focus too much on climate science because... If I focused just on if I if I focused on climate science as much as it's publicized, which I should focus on it, and I do, and we talk about it a lot, but I try not to talk about it too much because this would literally turn into a climate podcast. I don't want to be a climate. It's not climate. We're science. There's more in the world than climate. Soon, you know, climate change. We're not gonna have a climate. Guess what our climate's gonna be? Seventy million degrees. That's our climate from now on. A desert. So until we get to that point, though. I got to talk about other stuff. I got to educate about other stuff. And the thing that has popped up the most, that has just been everywhere, is 5G. 
Have you heard about 5G? Do you know what 5G is? Okay? If you're not prowling these websites, maybe you haven't even heard of it. If you're not watching the news, maybe you haven't heard of it. If you're not in the academia or even like in like maybe the tech world, then maybe you haven't heard of it. But what it is, is it's the fifth, the fifth generation of cellular networks. Okay? And it's a hot topic and it's everywhere. And I've seen it all over because it's finally being rolled out now. The fifth generation of cellular networks. It's being rolled out. It's being installed. It's being constructed. And the infrastructure is being set up. And we'll talk about what all that means in a minute. But there's a lot of health concerns that people have alongside that. The bug is still in here. The bug, I'm going to kill the bug. The bug, and I'm telling you right now, for all you people out there who might say, no, don't kill the bug. If the bug landed anywhere near where I could hit it, Without disrupting this entire studio recording, I would do that. Okay? So if you want to save the bug, guess what you're going to do? Not save the bug. Unless the bug goes away. Because I got these lights turned on to light up my stuff, to light up my shit, to illuminate my life. And the bug comes in here and he thinks those lights look like it. Here he is. Ooh, that damn. He's lucky I missed him. Because I would have murdered him. Okay? And I would eat him. I would eat the bug because I would show him that I rule this kingdom. I'm not saying the earth. I don't rule the earth, but I rule this kingdom, this studio that we're in. And if I have to kill the bug and eat it to prove my dominance to the other bugs who might be lurking around, then that's what I'm going to do. God, what was I saying? There's a lot of talk about 5G. In April, the Belgian government halted all 5G tests going on in Brussels over concerns that the radiation from the 5G stations could be harmful. Members of parliament in the Netherlands are calling on the government to take a closer look at 5G, to do research on 5G, make sure that when we roll out these 5G plans, it's not going to be causing cancer in all the population. Switzerland is taking steps to do the same thing with 5G, to understand its impact on the people living there. Okay, in the U.S., New Hampshire is considering establishing a commission to study the effects of 5G, which is good. It should be done. It's proactive. That's a good idea. In the United States, we're too reactive sometimes. We wait until shit happens, then we try to fix it. But instead, we should get ahead of the curve and try to figure out what's going on. Several leaders in Congress have written to the FCC saying, hey, FCC, is 5G going to kill me and and, and everyone in the United States? In Mill Valley, California, which you can tell just by saying Mill Valley, that just rich white people live there, okay? And that's just how it is. Sometimes towns in California, rich white people, they just live there. They flock. I don't understand. I don't understand why rich white people live in the same neighborhoods all the time. You go to a neighborhood, and the first thing you see, and you know you're in a rich white neighborhood, the first thing you see is people cleaning their gutters. Because that's rich white behavior. Okay? Rich white behavior is cleaning the gutters. I come from poor whites. I'm that poor white bad boy, and I've never seen anyone clean the gutters. I didn't even know shit got in the gutters. It's just rain. People are up there scrubbing the gutters, making them look white. They're wiping them down. That's how you know you're in rich whites. And I'm surrounded by the rich whites now. And I walk through the neighborhood, and I see them cleaning out their gutters. It's the most rich white behavior I've ever seen. I don't get it. That's not the point. God, I think that bug went my nose.
It's like in me. The bug is infiltrating me. This podcast is going downhill because this bug. Where is it? Anyway, Mill Valley, California, the city council blocked the deployment of 5G wireless towers. Okay? And of course, I said rich whites. What do rich whites do? They make songs. They get together, 60, 70-year-old men, white dudes, get together, and they go and they play music. And so I looked up some city hall videos from Mill, what is it called? Millville? What is it? What is it? Mill Valley? And just listen. They want to put up 5G towers in Mill Valley, but the city council don't want them there. Now, is that not the greatest song you've ever heard? Now, is that not the greatest song you've ever heard? Well, listen again. They want to put up 5G towers in Mill Valley, but the city council don't want them there. Are you kidding? Are you kidding me? I will join that band. That's, that's, it doesn't get much better than that. They want to put up 5G towers in Mill Valley, but the city council don't want them there. Are you kidding me? That's the greatest song I've ever heard. Imagine these dudes getting together. They call each other up in the morning like, yo, city council meeting today. What do you say we write that 5G song we've been talking about? Go down there and play it for the news. How does that happen? How do you show up at city council and you say, They want to put up 5G towers in Mill Valley, but the city council don't want them there. Anyway, you could tell by that rich white behavior that there's a lot of concern. There's a ton of concern about 5G. So what is it, though? Right? That's one of the biggest questions. There's all this concern. How much of the concern about the health effects of 5G come from ignorance of not actually knowing what 5G even is? Okay? So what is 5G? Well, you likely have a 4G connection. 98% of the population has access to a 4G connection in their area. 98%. That's... Literally the entire United States, except for like three people in Montana, three people in the middle of Nevada, Area 51, and like three people in upstate New York. Other than that, everyone's covered. Okay? 95% of the population has cell phones, and 77% have smartphones. So 98% of the country has access to 4G connections, and and 77% have smartphones that can actually get the 4G connection. So, we have 4G. Well, you may remember 3G connections, if you're older, if you're not new to the game. You might remember 3G, before 4G was ever a thing. And if you're really old, if you're one of the ancient people listening to this, you might remember 2G connections, second generation. Okay? Now, these are all different generations of cell networks. 1G, 1G, which wasn't even called 1G, right? It was just the first. You never call the first the special name. It's always the second that gets the special name. The first gets left out. Okay? If you have siblings, look at the first sibling that was born. Dumb name. Second sibling, great name. Now, am I talking from experience? I might be. I might be. But 1G rolled out in 1980. The first generation, 1980. You could talk on it. That's it. Talk. Talk. You know those car phones? People have car phones? That's 1G behavior. Car phones, 1G behavior. All right? 2G rolls out in 1991. Replaces 1G. Says, 1G, get out of here. I'm sick of your car phone. We're putting texts in now. We're going to start texting. 1991, texts got rolled out. 
SMS. They were called SMS. What's that stand for? No one knows. You want to know why no one knows? Because it's called a text. Okay? 3G gets rolled out in the early 2000s. And all of a sudden, we could send videos. We could video chat. We could browse the internet. We could stream. We could watch YouTube. We could download movies. We could start Netflixing. We could do all that. But 3G is pretty slow still. 3G is pretty slow still. So eventually, we roll out 4G. And each time we roll out one of these new cellular networks, a new generation of cellular network, God, this bug, it's infiltrated me. It's it's like in my nose and in my lungs at the same time. If I die on this episode, blame it on the 5G. Blame it on the 5G. And you know what? Get this band at my funeral. They want to put up 5G towers in the valley. But the city council don't want them there. That's incredible. I mean, it's just, it just doesn't get any better than that. But anyway, each time we roll out a new network, we shift the radiation we use. How do we communicate with cell phones? What do cell phones even do? Well, we, we communicate with radiation, with photons, with radio waves, with microwaves. They get emitted from our cell phone. They bleep up to a tower. The data gets transmitted there, and it gets sent wherever you want it to be sent. If you're posting something on Facebook, why when you hit post does it post? Well, you hit post, it packages the data, it ships it up to a cell tower. The cell tower ships it to the servers on Facebook. says, Facebook, Brendan wants to make a post. Facebook says, good, we allow Brendan to make a post. It beams data back to my phone and allows me to click the post button. And all of a sudden, voila, I'm posting on the internet. Okay? That's fantastic. But every single time we make a new generation, we shift the radiation we use to a higher and higher frequency, okay? We shift ever closer to the dangerous region of the electromagnetic spectrum, electromagnetic spectrum, electromagnetic spectrum. What does that mean? It means a spectrum of light. Is it important? Kind of, but not really. We don't need to focus much on that, okay? All light in the world, whether it be gamma rays, whether it be visible light, whether it be photons, uh, x-rays, whether it be ultraviolet rays, whether it be microwaves, whether it be radio waves. They're all photons. They're all photons with a different energy, okay? A different frequency, a different wavelength. Now, the higher and higher generations we go in the cell phone world, the higher and higher the frequency gets. And it shifts away from being radio waves, and it shifts closer and closer to microwaves, all right? And you might think in your head, you might even attribute microwave radiation with danger. Okay? You should attribute gamma rays, x-rays, ultraviolet rays. You should attribute those with danger because they are dangerous. That's why you shouldn't go out in the sun without sunscreen on for a long time and expect not to get burnt. Why do you get burnt? You get burnt because you're getting beamed with radiation. Why will you get cancer if you do that a lot? Or if you start shining x-rays all over your body constantly all day? You'll get cancer. You'll get cancer, son. And the reason is because that radiation is ionizing radiation. It will literally damage the DNA that makes you up. Okay? That's a problem. We don't want to do that. We don't want to damage the DNA that makes us up. Because when we damage the DNA that makes us up, we get a tumor. We don't want a tumor. Do we want a tumor? No. We can all collectively agree we don't want a tumor. Okay? So, we shift these cell phone towers to higher and higher frequencies. And we go from being in the rather uh, innocent range 
of radio waves closer and closer to that dangerous range. And this shifting of emissions causes concern in a lot of people. It's like, whoa, whoa, calm down. Let's not do this. Let's not blast ourselves with dangerous radiation. Is the radiation actually dangerous? Before we discuss that, why do we even change networks to begin with? Why? Why is it that we don't just stick with 4G? Why is it that we don't stick with 3G? Why is it that we don't we don't stick with 2G? Well, the 1G to 2G to 3G to 4G, that's kind of makes sense, right? You get faster. The the emission or the networks get faster. We can do more stuff. You were not streaming Netflix. Well, that's a bad example cuz I don't even think Netflix was around in its streaming form 10 years ago, but you were not streaming YouTube videos in the grocery store parking lot 10 years ago. And if you were, you weren't doing it very effectively. You just weren't. 4G opened up that ability to do the streaming, to do the network connectivity. It opened up that ability. It gave us that freedom to use our phones to literally do whatever we wanted. You don't even need a computer anymore. If you don't do work on a computer, if you're not like writing code or playing games on the computer, you literally don't need one. You can almost conduct all of your business on your phone with a data connection. You don't even need to buy internet at the house. You just get data from your cell phone provider, from your network provider, and you're good to go. So why do we switch? Well, we switch because obviously we make it faster. It gets faster. It gets faster and faster and faster, but it gets faster with a drawback. Okay? You might notice when you go out into the woods, wherever you live, I don't know if you live in a rural community, I don't know if you live close to the city, whatever. If you go out far away, think of places you go where you don't get service. Everyone has to have somewhere like that, right? Everyone has somewhere rural where they, they maybe don't get the best connection. Think of when you go there. What happens? Well, the first thing that happens is your 4G connection goes away, drops. See ya. Doesn't exist. Okay? Why? Why is it that your 4G connection drops, goes away, you're not allowed to browse the internet, but you still have a few bars that you can make a call or send a text? Why? Why does your 4G connection get thrown away? And why does that 2G or 3G stick around? The reason is that... 4G connections, higher frequency connections, don't go through things very well. They'll get stopped by mountains, by buildings, by walls, okay? By bridges, by tunnels. They cannot penetrate them very readily. So, what does that mean? Well, that means, number one, you need to build lots of towers. Historically, that has been the way in which we've handled this problem. Not we, but the, the cell phone companies have handled this problem. They say, okay... It doesn't penetrate stuff well. The solution is to build more towers. Build tons and tons of towers. And the more towers we build, the less likely an individual is to find themselves in a situation where they don't have 4G. That's the, that's the move, right? That's the play. That's the smart technique. But, but, now we're moving on to 5G. And we move on to 5G, something interesting happens, okay? The interesting thing is that now the frequencies really don't allow you to penetrate stuff. And I mean really, really don't. Like if you are in your apartment, okay? If you're in your apartment and your apartment has like copper wiring in the foundation or in the wall or in the drywall, you ain't getting the 5G, son. It's not going through. It's not going to penetrate that. So now you're in a circumstance where if you're even behind like a wall, you're not getting the 5G connection. So how are companies going to handle that situation? Well, they've already figured it out. The solution is to build tons of towers. I'm talking thousands of towers in a given city, 
You know, throughout the city of Chicago, thousands of towers. Throughout bigger cities like New York or Los Angeles, tens of thousands of towers. And they will put them on top of light poles, on top of traffic lights, on top of, you know, telephone poles, on top of buildings. They will disperse them throughout the entire city so that all around you will constantly have a tower within, say, a quarter mile from your phone. That's how we conquer that. Now, why do we switch to 5G to begin with? Okay, that's how we handle the situation. Why are we even bothering to upgrade? That might be an uh, interesting question. Most people probably don't need it. Most people are probably like, my 4G LTE is pretty damn good. Your 4G LTE can get pretty good speeds. My 4G LTE, when I'm in the middle of Rochester, New York, city I live in, it's as good in terms of speed, as good as the internet that I hook into here at the house. Okay, I hook into the internet here at the house. Even if I hard cut, hard, you know, not just Wi-Fi, but like hook into it. It's as good. So why are we upgrading even more? Well, we're upgrading even more. Okay, because number one, it gets even faster. We're talking 10 to 100 times faster. Okay, 10 to 100 times faster than 4G. Now, that might not seem like a big deal to you, okay? But let, let's give you some understanding, some basis for how you even interpret that. CNET, which is a great website, like a great tech website. I remember when I was a a kid, like if you wanted to download a program, CNET would be the place you would download it from. All programs got downloaded through CNET. It was like this hub of places you downloaded stuff. Was it called like download.com or something? I don't even remember. Okay, but you went there. If you want to download antivirus, boom, CNET, search antivirus, antivirus, click on the first thing, download it. It like had everything. Does it still, is that still a thing? I don't even download shit anymore. Remember when you downloaded stuff? Who downloads things? I don't doubt, is this bug still in here? I don't download stuff. All right, and if I do download stuff, it's like all through the command line. Man, I've gotten so like, I've gotten so advanced. I'm the most advanced person in the world. Besides the point, CNET has done tests on how fast these networks are. How fast is the 5G networks actually? Because they've already been rolled out in their preliminary stages in some cities. So CNET, for example, in Los Angeles or Chicago, where some of these you know, more primitive versions of the large-scale 5G network are right now, and only certain people can get on them. It's not open to the public, I don't believe. I don't think you can... You have to be like in a company and you have to have a certain data plan, whatever. You can't just go and get it. In some places you can. In some places in the world you can't. South Korea has installed thousands of towers and hooked up hundreds of thousands of people to the 5G. All right, but but other places aren't, aren't moving so quickly. Anyway, LA and Chicago, they've tested. And those speeds in those cities on the 5G network can re- reach one gigabyte per second. Now, if you don't know what a gigabyte per second is like, let me give you some context. If you wanted to download an HD movie, like an HD two and a half hour movie, all right? When I was a kid on the DSL, at my parents' house, my mom's house, and I wanted to download a movie, if this guy outside doesn't stop, I'm going to go hit him in my car. There's a guy outside driving a motorcycle, and I'm going to hit him in my car. And I, I don't, I'm not going to hurt him. I'm not going to kill him. I'm just going to teach him a lesson that when I'm recording the show, park your motorcycle. Anyway, when I was at my mom's house, 
and I wanted to download a movie, let's say it was 7 gigabytes, it would take me all night long on the DSL. All night long on the DSL. We're talking, we're talking nine hours. Nine hours. How crazy is it that people still have DSL and my mother's one of them? Shut it down. It shouldn't even be allowed to be sold. It should be illegal. It should be illegal to sell DSL. People still have dial-up. Do you remember dial-up? You remember dial-up? I know my mom listens to this, so she'll love the story. When I was a kid, we had to dial-up. Now, I wanted to play games on the computer. You can't play games with dial-up because if someone calls on the phone, guess what happens? Internet goes out. Internet goes out when someone calls on the phone. Is that a good setup? Is that sensible? Is that useful? No. Especially when you're playing games, you got to stay logged in. So what do you do? Like any smart person, mom goes to work. You unplug that phone. You boop. You take that telephone line out of the phone. You don't allow it to happen. You say the phone's going to ring. It's going to kick me off. Okay. Checkmate. Taking the phone away. Now we only got one connection and it's this game. I would do it for hours. It, did I miss important calls? Probably. Do I care? Nope. I was 11. Do you even get important calls when you're 11? Nope. You don't. So do I regret it? Nope. Sure don't. Anyway. Okay. You can download here at the house. If I download a seven gigabyte movie. It's going to take me, mm, let's say, 30 minutes. It'll take me a half hour, maybe 40 minutes. All right, pretty good. For me, compared to all night, that's like a snap of a finger. That's easy. That's easy money. On a 5G network, you could download that 7 gigabyte movie in seconds. Seconds. Not minutes. Not hours. Not overnight seconds you could click download and seconds will go by and you will have it on your phone now speeds aren't even the big deal when it comes to 5g networks which is the crazy thing yes you get a 10 to 100 percent improvement in the speed but that's not even the big deal the bigger deal is latency have you ever been playing a video game and you get a lag you're shooting, you're on Call of Duty, and you're shooting people, and you get a lag, and you swear you hit that person. You swear you shot that person, and they should be dead, but they're not dead, because your bullets didn't actually hit them, because there's latency. There's a difference between when you pulled the trigger on your controller, and when the signal actually got to the server to tell the game that you pulled the trigger. Alright, and when the signal actually gets there, it turns out that the other player's signal got there quicker, and the other player's signal told the server that that player was no longer in the way of your bullets when you were aiming at them. All right, now is that a problem for anyone who gets mad at video games because they swear they shot people and they didn't actually shoot people? Yeah. Okay, latency is the cause of that. Latency is the reason you shoot people and they don't die. Okay, ping. Did you ever go on a speed test? Like speedtest.net, speed test on Google, wherever. And you have a ping of 7 million? You ever have Verizon DSL? The ping is 7 million. That means it takes 7 million seconds, essentially the age of the universe, for a signal to travel from your computer to the servers at Verizon to wherever they need to go. 7 million seconds. Okay? Are you better off writing down the information you need and driving it 
to wherever you needed to go and then waiting for them to respond and then coming back. Are you better off? Are you better off, instead of sending an email, writing a letter and sending it to the person you needed to go to than using Verizon DSL? You are. You're better off doing that. Okay? Because it's so slow that it is actually slower than snail mail. All right? Verizon DSL, if it wasn't for Verizon DSL, Amazon would be a monopoly. The problem is people with Verizon DSL can't use Amazon. They can't use Amazon. They have to, it, it's better off to go to the store than to use, take seven days to send the message to Amazon, get the two day free shipping. That's nine total days. You could drive to the store in one day. So Verizon DSL and Walmart are they in cahoots. I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised because Verizon sucks. Walmart sucks. Okay, ping though, latency, we want it to be low. And with 5G networks, that is the real golden, golden rule? I was going to say golden rule? What am I saying? Can I say any good words? With five, let me, let, let me try again. Everyone stop, everyone slow down, everyone stop. Let me try again. With 5G networks, latency is the real Lost a word again. I guess I just can't finish the sentence. You get what I mean, though, right? Latency, lag, it's really low. Ping, it's really low. We're talking milliseconds. We're talking a message can be communicated to the server that you needed to be communicated to in sec in milliseconds. Now, why is that important? That's important for nothing that really has to do with your personal life, but for a lot of reasons that will make your personal life a lot better in the future. Number one, drones. Ever think about drones? You ever think? You ever think about drones? Does that ever pop in your head? You ever see a drone and think, wow, there's like a fucking helicopter. It's like a tiny helicopter being controlled by just a normal dude somewhere. Looking at a little pad in his hand. Drones are weird, and now they sell them at Walmart for like 20 bucks. But drones, right? We're talking about, you know, high-quality drones, whether it be drones that have to deliver mail, whether it be drones, whether it be helicopters that are going to be flying on Mars or flying on Titan. All of these things need to do something. They need to have image recognition software built into them. They need to be able to tell when something is a house versus when something is a tree versus when something is a person versus when something is the address that they need to be delivered to versus when something is a cloud, etc. You need these things to be intelligent and autonomous and able to differentiate. Now, a big problem with doing that in today's world is that because networks are really slow, and you need that process to happen fast. If you're flying, you know, at let's say 60 miles per hour towards a tree, you need to know whether or not that thing is a tree. Okay? You would ideally like the drone to be able to tell if that's a tree and whether or not it should get out of the way or whether it's safe to keep going forward. And that's a tough task. And part of the reason it's a tough task is because it needs to happen really fast, yet networks are really slow. Okay, it needs to happen instantaneously, yet networks take a couple seconds. So, typically we address that question by building these advanced algorithms, these advanced algorithms, and putting them on computers, and actually putting the computer on the drone. So we build all of this autonomous software into a packaged computer, and we put it on the drone. That way the drone doesn't have to communicate over the network, because all of the hardware is built in. Now that creates drones 
and, and other autonomous vehicles that are incredibly bulky, incredibly heavy, incredibly costly, because you have to build a new computer every single time you build one. 5G networks will open up the ability for those drones to operate on the network. And so then you could have tons of drones all connected to the same network that all operate on the same image recognition systems instead of building a computer every single time you build a drone. Alright, so that's one of the advancements. Another one is self-driving cars. Okay, self-driving cars right now would ideally operate over the network. But again, network is slow. The network is really slow if you're talking about traffic, right? It, there will be a day when self-driving cars are essentially all that are on the road, whether people like to admit it or not. So you will have seamless merging happening. You will have seamless intersections where you get to the point maybe where you don't even need red lights because all of the cars can communicate effectively with one another and avoid accidents. And surprisingly, and maybe some people are surprised to hear this, that will be so much safer than today's chaotic roads where you can have cars that all know what each other are doing because it's built in and communicated effectively, that can never happen unless we can set up a low latency network like 5G. So these are all the reasons 5G is coming to existence. Another one, another one. Who would have thought, do you know what John Deere is? John Deere, the tractor company? Who would have thought that John Deere, the tractor company, was developing artificial intelligence? Well, they are, and they have their own, and it's called section control. Okay, and it's installed on their tractors now in a very primitive phase as, as it's being built, but soon it will be on all of their tractors. And it's, it's essentially an iP like a little iPad app. And you look at it, and the iPad app tells you which sections of your field have been sprayed, which have been watered, which need sprayed, which need pesticides, etc. And it's all in there. So that way you can operate multiple tractors, whether autonomous or human powered at the same time, and you know which sections of your field need to be attended to, which have already been attended to, and it's hooked up to the irrigation systems, and it's hooked up to the tractors, so that if you're driving a tractor through a field spraying for pesticides, and you enter into a zone that has already been sprayed, your pesticide sprayers will automatically turn off. Just shut off, and they'll turn back on again when you're in a part of the field that needs to be sprayed. It's incredible. It's amazing. And it's being built by a company that you think is like primitive, right? You think of tractors, you think of 1960. But no, they're adapting too. And one of the problems is that you need that system to operate very fast. Now, the reason I particularly bring up this is because where do people farm? In rural areas. That's where they farm. Okay? They farm out in the country where there's not a lot of people, where it's very rural, it's not a city. Now, that's a problem for 5G. And it's actually a problem for 4G too. Okay? Because... Most rural areas, only 70% of areas in the country that we consider rural have access to even the littlest amount of 4G. We're not talking LTE. We're not talking full coverage. We're just talking like one bar of 4G. So that makes 30% of rural areas completely void of any real data connection at all. So one of the drawbacks of 5G is that you need a bunch of tiny little towers, okay, but you already aren't building 4G towers in rural communities. So now all of a sudden you have 5G. You need to build 5G towers in rural communities. That will not happen. That will not happen. So this is one of the situations where there's a, a, a community in the farming community that could really use some of these connections, but they won't get them. And that touches me. That touches me 
because I, when I lived in Pennsylvania, when I went to college in Pennsylvania, I lived in a rural area out in the countryside, and I didn't get a connection at all on the cell phone. No 4G, no 3G, no texting, no calling, none. And I was literally like five miles from a town, from a city, from a large city, you know, with a, with a metropolitan population of something like 300,000 people. That's a lie. That's got, is it really that much? That's the number that sticks in my head, but God, that seems like a false number. I think that's right. Maybe 150,000. Did I double the number? I don't know. You get the point, though. The point is, there's a ton of people with great coverage, but even five miles out, you, you drop it. You lose it. So that is a big problem for 4G. It will be an even bigger problem for 5G. And when you roll out 5G, you're going to have a real problem covering anyone who doesn't live in the center of a city because you do have to build a bunch of small towers and people aren't going to put forth the infrastructure to build the small towers in communities that maybe won't be able to pay back in the form of, of you know cell phone bills the amount of money that it takes to actually build the infrastructure. So that's one of the things going down the line. Now, with all the many sh strings attached that we just talked about, Okay, when will we actually see the introduction of 5G? Well, it's already being introduced in the majority of places, but we should see it in every major metropolitan area in the United States by 2024 and in many, many other parts of the world. But all of this begs the question, is it safe? That's where we started and we're coming back. Is it actually safe? There's a lot of talk about 5G networks. Are they safe? There have been studies on 3G and 4G data connections, okay? And the frequencies that are used in those. There have been studies on rats. There haven't been many studies on people because, well, we're studying... You don't really need to conduct a study on a person because guess what? We're all using the phones. So if there's any, like, you know, long-term effects, they will begin to show up in people my age or older than me that have been using phones their entire life. All right? But we have done tests on rats, and there have been tests done on rats where they expose them to high frequency radio frequencies, high, high radio frequencies, and expose them for nine hours a day. There was one particular study. It's really the only definitive study that's been done. There have been some other ones that, that show maybe inconclusive results, but this is one in particular that has been done. And they exposed rats for nine hours a day to high frequency radio interference. All right. And what they found was that male rats had an increased occurrence of tumors in the heart. Now, this is what's weird. Let me tell you the part that's weird. The part that's weird is, while the rats did have an increased rate of tumors in the heart, the ones that actually got the tumors lived longer. And the females showed no difference. So you can look at that as either cell phones cause cancer and make you live longer, Maybe that's the truth. I don't know. Run with that, CNN. That seems like something you'd say. Or Fox. Run with that. Cell phones cause cancer and make you live longer simultaneously. Does that mean cancer equals longer life? Yes. Yes. And we just figured it out here. So you're welcome. Go get cancer, you'll live longer. You're welcome. Does that mean you should stop smoking cigarettes? Yep, sure does. Because guess what? Everything I just said is false. For sure, getting cancer does not make you live longer. Just because it happened in seven rats. All right. So the point is the test is inconclusive. Not only is the test inconclusive, but but most humans aren't exposed to direct 
um, inter- direct radio frequencies blasting at their whole body from head to toe for nine straight hours a day. Directly to like, like right next to you. Most people have their phone on their hip all day or their phone on their desk or they'll spend 20 minutes with the phone up to the ear or maybe the phone in front of their face for an hour or two. But most people aren't getting blasted for nine hours a day with intense radio waves. That's not happening. So we know that the radio frequencies cannot damage your DNA. They cannot ionize you. All right. So we know that they should not be able to cause any direct tissue damage. All right. But, but, and this is the, maybe the part where the people have listened up to this point, the many of you, because I love you all and I appreciate you. If you listen to this point, leave a rating, a rating, leave a rating, which is simultaneously a rating and a review. Leave a rating, like the show, subscribe on YouTube, donate to the Patreon, patreon.com slash the state of the universe, paypal.me slash Drackler. I appreciate that. And when you donate and when you participate, And when you comment, let me know. What do you think of the episode? What do you think about 5G? What do you think about what I said? Am I stupid? Am I wrong? Did I miss something? Did did I get it spot on? Who do you want to see on the show? What topics do you want to see? Let me know. All of it. Go down below and do it. Or send me an email. Or go to the website. Contact. Whatever you got to do. Do it. All right? Anyway, 5G differs dramatically than what was studied. It's not the same frequencies that were studied. It's five times higher than the frequencies that were studied. So the answer, and the answer is, we truly lack sufficient evidence. You will see people in the community, the 5G community, conspiracy theory community, cherry pick results from studies and say that it's dangerous, but they don't know, and I don't know, and no one knows. No one knows. No one knows what the long-term effects of being exposed to these high-frequency radio and microwaves could be. We just don't. No, there's already a Russian propaganda network that has been found pushing fake news about the harm caused by 5G. We are we need to be more vigilant now than we've ever had to be before in determining what is real and what is not when it comes to scientific endeavors. We need to be, all right? We don't know, though. We simply don't know. The FCC isn't helping. The FCC... Did you know that when you buy a phone, it comes with an SAR? Is it called an SAR rating? Specific absorption rate. That's what it's called. And essentially measures um, how much power is absorbed by you. And phones over a specific SAR, in other words, phones that emit too much power into your body aren't allowed to be sold. So in order to sell a phone in the U.S., it has to be below a certain rate. Did you know that? And did you know that the rules and guidelines that the FCC uses to determine what if, when a phone is safe and when it is not safe were not updated since 1996? Do you remember phones in 1996? We have the most powerful computers in our pocket right now in the world, and yet we have real no real understanding of the damage they can cause. And this comes to my second point. I think that we need to be more proactive and less reactive. We need to stop waiting for shit to happen and then try to fix it. We need to start trying to understand things before we roll them out. And not to the point where we're just like stopped and sluggish and we're not doing anything. We need to be proactive. And one of the ways I think we can be proactive is that companies that are rolling out emerging technologies like 5G should be required to foot some of the bill to do the R&D, to do the research and the development of the the theoretical underpinnings of whether or not this stuff is safe or good for us or good for the environment. 
All right. If they're going to be making billions on this, they should have to foot the bill to understand the health effects of it. And they should have to fund research at agencies at, at, you know, in the academic field, fund research, unbiased research that analyzes this technology. The government shouldn't have to give this money. You shouldn't have to give science funding to these projects. All right. Because what that does is number one, it slows it down. Number one, it makes us way behind the curve. You know, so people are just now applying for 5G studies to figure out if 5G is bad for you. Maybe their grant will be accepted next year. Maybe the research funds will pop into their account in two years. Maybe the actual results will be published in 10 years. That's not enough. We need these companies to put forth the money to actually study and research the things that they're pushing on the entire population and determine whether or not they're safe. And if they're not willing to do it, then they're, they're not willing to, to take use of the American infrastructure to build their thousands of towers. All right, we need to start putting some, the burden of proof is on them. The burden of proof is on them to prove that their $5 billion profits that they'll be making next year due to this are actually safe and good for the population. And I, and I believe that. I think that that's on them, and I would like to see them actually do it. Do I, am I, okay. For some reason I thought my words were not being recorded. And that would have sucked, because that was good. It was a good thing to say. In other news, so the, you know, the answer to wrap that up, the answer is that 5G, we don't know. We don't know, but it should be on the company to put forth the money and put forth the effort to do the research to figure out whether or not it's safe. Unfortunately, companies are more interested in profit than they are in the safety of the entire population, which is why we're in the climate crisis we're in right now. Speaking of the climate crisis we're in right now, June was the hottest June ever recorded by humans. The hottest June ever recorded by humans. Antarctic sea ice reached a record low, the lowest it's ever been, receded more than it had ever receded before. Yet we sit here and, and people continue, for example... So Obama's talking about all of this with the global warming and that and a lot of it's a hoax. It's a hoax. I mean, it's a money-making industry, okay? It's a hoax. And we continue to have that, okay? We can, imagine having a conversation. Imagine having a conversation with Donnie, right? Where you had to, like, you were his science advisor and you had to, like, explain to him the problem, which does he even have a science advisor yet? I think he does, right? And you were like, hey, Don, hey, Don. The planet's average surface temperature has risen 0.9 degrees Celsius since the late 19th century. And he just goes, so Obama's talking about all of this with the global warming and that and a lot of it's a hoax. It's a hoax. I mean, it's a money making industry. OK, it's a hoax. And then you say the oceans have absorbed much of the increased heat. The top 2300 feet of ocean warmed 0.4 degrees since 1969. So Obama's talking about all of this with the global warming and that and a lot of it's a hoax. It's a hoax. The Greenland and Antarctic ice sheets have decreased in mass. Okay. They have lost an average of 286 billion tons of ice per year between 1993 and 2016. So Obama's talking about all of this with the global warming and that and a lot of it's a hoax. It's a hoax. I mean, and you're like, listen, Don, listen, you keep saying that you keep saying the same thing, but listen, please, please listen, Donnie, please. 
Glaciers are retreating everywhere by measurable amounts in the Alps, the Himalayas, the Andes, the Rockies, Alaska, Africa. And he goes, so Obama's talking about all of this with the global warming and that and a lot of it's a hoax. It's a hoax. I mean, and you say, but Don, Don, listen, we got NASA. You know, NASA, you love NASA. You want to go back to the moon? You love NASA. Satellite observations show that the amount of spring snow covering the northern hemisphere decreased over the past five decades. And the snow was melting much earlier in the year, Donnie. So Obama's talking about all of this with the global warming and that and a lot of it's a hoax. And you say, but Don, please listen. I'm just trying to explain to you. And you even do the thing with his hands. You do the thing. And you say, Donnie, listen, Donnie. Global sea level rose about eight inches in the last century, Don. Don, please listen. Eight inches, Don. So Obama's talking about all of this with the global warming and that and a lot of it's a hoax. It's a hoax. I mean... He said, but Donnie, listen to me. I'm trying to tell you, Don. The extent and thickness of Arctic sea ice has declined rapidly over the last several decades. So Obama's talking about all of this with the global warming and that and a lot of it's a hoax. And you say, but Donnie, the number of record high temperature events in the United States has been increasing. The number of record low temperature events has been decreasing since the 1950s. Donnie, since the beginning of the Industrial Revolution. The acidity of surface ocean temperatures has increased by 30%. So Obama's talking about all of this with the global warming and that and a lot of it's a hoax. It's a hoax. I mean, it's a money-making industry, okay? It's a hoax. And that's what it's like. And that's what it's like to talk to Don about climate. And do I know that for a fact? Yes. And have I had that exact same conversation with Don Don? Yes. That's exactly how it goes. I know how it goes. Because I know how it goes. All right? And that's how it goes. And that's it. So, are we going to ever do anything about it? No. 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 We're not going to do anything about it. Okay? We're going to continue to pretend we're going to do shit about it. But we're not going to do anything about it. Is that nihilistic? Maybe. Because we are going to kind of do some stuff about it. But like... Man, one of the biggest problems in the, I we're not going to get political. We're not going to get political. We're going to end it here. We're going to say thank you for listening. I appreciate you tuning in. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you being here. Please, if you like the episode, tell me you like the episode. If you hated it, tell me you hated it. If you think I suck, tell me I suck. All right. If you, what do you think about this? What do you think about? They wanna put up five G towers in New Valley, but the city council don't want them there. How about that? Does that make the episode great? I appreciate you guys listening. I do. I sincerely, I love you. I appreciate it more than anything. I cannot tell you how much I love sitting down on a Wednesday evening. My neighbors fucking hate me because I'm screaming. But I appreciate you guys. I appreciate all of the the support, all of the love, all the emails, all the people reaching out. You don't understand how good it makes me feel, how much it motivates me to continue doing this, continue growing this, to continue reaching new people, continue trying to educate and entertain simultaneously trying to show my goddamn muscles on camera that's nice i mean i mean look at the little look at the little thing what is that a little cut a little cut like i got stabbed oh brendan did you get cut did someone stab you today brendan no 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 one stabbed me it's just my arms are cut you know so anyway <laughs> now that that's out of the way I, I 
I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Rating review on iTunes, on iCloud, on Stitcher, on Spotify, on iHeartRadio. Subscribe to the show wherever you listen. Go on Spreaker. Anyone use that? Go there. Go there. Like the show. Rate the show. I deleted the SoundCloud because you want to know why? Don't want to be on SoundCloud. It, was, it took like an hour a week to deal with, to handle, because I always had to delete shit and re-upload. It was annoying. Okay? And I got, what, seven listeners on SoundCloud? So if you were one of the listeners on SoundCloud, sorry, had to delete it. Wasted my time. And also, simultaneously, not sorry. So, there's that. But, ladies and gentlemen, I'll see you later this week for... Another one. Brendan, when's the new episode gonna come? Don't worry. Pretty soon there will be... Another one. And then, Brendan, we'll create... Another one. And ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate it. I hope you tune in all the next few weeks because there will be another one, another one, another one, another one, another one, and another one, and another one, and we won't stop. We're at 55, baby, and we're going to go to 5,500, and we're never stopping, never stopping, and if I die then I will hire another person to do this. Will they be as good as me? Nope. Will they be as talented as me? Nope. Will they have cut arms like me? Nope. But will they sit in this chair and record this shit? Yep. <laughs>